Aloha, lops and tops aficionados, and welcome back to the podcast. I am joined with my rootin' tootin' posse. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Oh, Starting with who, Tom? <laughs> Kerry, why don't we introduce <laughs> Kerry? What's well, the point Kerry. of introduction if you just say introduce <laughs> yourselves? <laughs> well, we have the criminally mastermind of Kerry. I'm Winifred Bloom. Nice to meet y'all. <laughs> the you can call sul- me Miss Bloom. <laughs> the sultry Alex. Allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> the cannibalistic Chloe. Hello. And the oh, moronic. Wait, hang on. <laughs> and the moronic Morgan. Why do we still let you do this? Did I get? Did I get an alliter- alliteration? Criminal mastermind. You called you. I did say I'd do that, the intro. That begins with a C. I'm just like. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I did say I'd do the intro, and then Tom was like, I'll do it. And I was like, sure, right, yeah, this we'll isn't going to go well. Chloe's doing the intro. Chloe, do the intro. Okay, rewind, rewind, rewind. Welcome back to Larts and Tops. You know what the score is. You've clicked on the episode. So today we are obviously going to be talking about Flying Lead. The Saturday, I'm here with Alex. Hello. Kerry. Hello. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> Tom. Hello. <laughs> they are not the same person, I promise. And Morgan. <sighs> Hello. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Look at there that. we Flawless are. Execution. Well, so <laughs> professional. Um so this was this was um not the first time I'd had a Father McPherson's had a gun pointed at him. So we slowly approached the circle. I kind of were like showing what like I wasn't trying to hurt him. I put my rifle on the ground put my knife on the floor and slowly approach him as he's pointing his gun towards me. And then people slightly, slowly start to approach in. I see people like starting to circle around the back <laughs> as if to put a gun in his head. I'm like, don't, don't, please don't, please. I'm begging you, don't. Um, as we're kind of slowly coming up to them um, and they're just ranting like, stay back, you know, keep away. I think at this point, if you, because I think Tom... You, Tom and Kerry were the only people not with us, I think. Yeah, we mm. went with the wild, wild White, White Rose. Rose gang. So as we're getting towards them, they're kind of like, um, you know, he's kind, of, he's kind of kicking off. He's trying to shoot me. I'm like, slowly go over to him, take the gun out of his hand uh, and ask, you know, what happened? Yeah. Um, so they thought they'd go out a bit early, see if they could get a bit of a head start on the hunt. And they went out before sunrise. And then in the dark, quicker than anything they could see, um, something was attacking them, taking them off one by one. They shot it loads of times, but they said it wouldn't go down. Um, and you just said, I said, could you see what they look like? And they were like just fangs and claws. I didn't say anything apart from that. Mm. Um, so obviously it's a bear, right? No, <laughs> just wolf. a bear wolf, or a wolf, maybe. probably a wolf, yeah. you know? Yeah. Nothing big deal. Yeah. The guy just got freaked out. Yeah. Um, which was quite fun. Uh, you guys, were you guys like searching the other bodies? Yeah. I didn't realise that searching bodies was kind of a thing, uh, searching crew and getting stuff from them. And then when I saw someone do it, I was like, oh, give me. So I <laughs> ran over to the other dead body, someone was already there. Ran over to another dead body, someone was already there. But we were, like, um, investigating them and also looking for, like, clues and things, looking at the scars, trying to figure out what happened. Um, but, yeah, we, we didn't really find much, I don't think. I don't think we found much clue-wise. I think the biggest clue was the one that was still alive. Mm. Yeah, it was like prosthetics, wasn't it? The really good prosthetics of yeah. like being ripped apart. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, you had the you had the French priests going around and reading last rites to everyone. And, oh my god, that was so funny. They charged the last living guy money 
to be the last. <laughs> to read the last word. Until I told him to F off. <laughs> I was like, go away. Leave his poor man alone. What Don't. was that thing the priests were carrying? It's the, a, they're the, really the, the, the yeah, museum the box. heart of Joan of Arc. <laughs> oh, the big oh. box. It was the uh, they're really made from the cross of Christ. Yeah, it made from the cross of Christ. Yeah, it looked like the. Um, Ark of the Covenant. Ark of the Covenant, yeah, yeah, yeah for anybody yeah. who knows what that looks like. It was like, don't look in, it'll ruin the magic. And I peeked in at one point, they had like a few cans of Beaver Town beer in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like a cooler. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. If only it had been a That's, cooler. Uh, that would be genius. Uh, but that yeah. was just a wooden uh, There was a bit where the metal handle fell off. And like, oh, well, Jesus was a carpenter. He did not work with metal. Of course it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> he had not uh, practiced metallurgy. I believe they were Jean Paul and Paul Jean. Yeah, I believe that was their names. Um, What were you two doing? So, is this when we stumbled across like there was someone being held hostage? Yes, and there there was loads of people being like, "Just leave us to it. Just leave us to it. Go away." Yeah. So, uh, circuit struggling to find the encounter. Yeah, it took us ages to find. I don't know if it was circuit's fault or if the encounter took a while to find us. Oh no, I think we we refused to buy the map. Yeah, it's kind of on us (laughs) refusing to buy the map. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, Because yeah, circuit knows the place like the back of the hand, don't they? Yeah, Uh, circuit and that. So we have to be like, yeah, I know where that is. Lose two members to someone's gun chain firing and blowing up on them. So the encounter triggered for us when the bride, played by the fabulous Esme, comes oh. charging down the hill saying, where the fuck have you been, you bozos? In the very Esme manner in which they do, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, she's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Starts leading us up the hill to hunt the monsters or creepy creatures in the woods to win the prize because they want to win the $1,000 to skip town or find this husband yeah, who's ditched wedding, them at the yeah. altar or shall I say fiancé, to which we come across a hostage situation. Some people have been held up in the woods, and our brave adventuring party decide, fuck that, there's not enough of us. Yeah, they're just just like... carry on. They're just like, you go your way, we'll go our way, or we'll kill you all. And we're like, well, we're quite a small group, and uh, (laughs) don't really know if there's anything we can do. I'm there, I've not got a gun. Um, I don't even think I had my sword with me at this point, and I was just like, well, I just came to, you know... (laughs) set traps i can't really set a trap here um i'm gonna go (laughs) it's that weird part of a like an eye larp encounter where like in real life this would have all kicked off by now and she would all shot each other and be big combat was like what are we gonna do here like slowly walking off should we go back nah let's carry on uh ollie's like we should save them the hostages the rest of like nah it's so funny you just you i know this pain (laughs) as being a DM of like, oh, an encounter with my players, and they will come across it and interact with the players. <sighs> no. <laughs> no, I'm going to go it's somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so whilst we're all like discussing what we do, the other part, the people who are holding the hostages are starting to follow us. This is where another party led by, I believe, Digby, the person who does the scams, uh, for the railways coming up the hills. So yeah, like, so we were flanking what? them, and then it was like, okay, we're at a strategically advantageous position Which, now. Which, in <laughs> real life, fine. would not be a strategically advantaged position because we completely gave away the high ground to link up with the other party. Yeah. I'm not really a fighter. It, it was over, Anakin. We gave away <laughs> the high ground. No. So eventually all this starts kicking off. Now we have to charge yeah. back up we'll, the hill after we, we get, linked up. We get what the hostage back and they're just like, where are my friends? 
have, have they killed my friends? Who was the hostage? <clears throat> Can't remember. Well, I didn't really see. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, everyone else was, was handled it, but everyone kind of came together and kicked the ass of this uh, little group. I believe your party eventually caught up and started shooting them, so they were kind of flying. Yeah, yeah, so we, oh, was, it, was that the same bandit? So Correct, at the same yes. time, we came from the back, didn't we? Because yeah. we were like, oh, it's gunfire. What's, it took what's us going so on long here? to get to our encounter that everyone else joined us partway through it. Mm. Uh, yeah, because we came from the back, didn't we? And we were all like, what's going on over there? I was like, I was really like, I hope they're trying to shoot a bear because I want to go hunting. Yeah, because like, we naturally just didn't assume that they were enemies. I thought they were just maybe like a, another hunting group. Again, I'm not, I'm not very familiar with who's crew and who isn't. And then, um, yeah, they started pointing guns at us and you went forward with your hands up, eh? The guy was like, someone's, um, my leg's injured, can you help? I was like, oh, I'm, I know some rudimentary kind of like first aid stuff. Yeah. So I started to go over, yeah. Um, and then he, he was like, no, I'm lying, and just pointed his gun at me. I was like, fantastic. <laughs> uh, and then tied you to a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a really funny photo uh, of me at the uh, like at that point tied to the tree. Just look at my face like, I have been on both sides of this situation so <laughs> many times. <laughs> Stop acting like a big man. Take my money and go away. <laughs> so he's like, have you got anything on you? I was like, yeah, $10 in my top left pocket. <laughs> he's like, oh, great. I was like, what, who's in the town? The mayor. Who's got the $1,000? The mayor. <laughs> Who's in town? I don't know, like 50 people. He's like, right, we're going to town. Like, all right. Bye. <laughs> Get off. <laughs> but um, there's that really cool picture of um, some other guy, don't know his name, but Blackjack and myself, where we're kind of there, like Blackjack's pointing the gun. I'm just there with my hands up, like, cool, where are we going to go? Like, where, where do we go from here? Because we're just kind of watching you get pinned up against this tree, like... <laughs> Right, was not expecting that right now. And we had a bit so, of a, a standoff as well, eh? Because yeah. nobody really wanted to shoot because it was pretty much equal number of guns so, facing yeah, each yeah, other, yeah. so it was like a 50-50 chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they were having the standoff. We saw that it was equal numbers. So Elle's character, my character, and I think Dave, I think Dave come with us. We kind of were like, oh, we'll sneak around the back and see if we can flank them. Tried working our way through the woods and the trees, heard gunfire, we're like, shit. So got carried on, ended up getting round the side to flank, and then everyone was kind of dead. We were like, okay, well, that was pointless. Like, oh, that, thanks. That was, well, when we actually had the gunfight with them. Yeah. And then did they take you with them, Morgan? Or were you still, did they just let you go? No, I think the they, so they started to head back towards where the fort was. Mm. And yeah, they took me with until we were like past you all. Because I was like, they were like holding a gun to me until we were past, and then they just threw me down and ran off. Yeah, as they were walking away, there was one guy that stayed and was like, none of you guys follow us, and he was pointing his gun at all of us. And at that point, we were kind of like, we could have this guy. We could have this one straggler. But but nobody did. They were like, okay, you guys are heading off. We'll just leave it. We don't want a massive gunfight to ensue. And then for no reason, as he was walking away, he just looked at each one of us, looked at Phyllis, and just shot Phyllis in the stomach Not and then Phyllis. walked off. Aww. And we were like, why the old lady? Why? She was just stood there not doing nothing, not, not hurting anyone, you and know? just shot Phyllis. Just shot Phyllis in the stomach and then ran off. And that's when we kind of like chased after, came across them again in the woods. Um, and I shot my, my first person. I shot him. I, made, I waited till eye contact so I didn't have to shout anything. And then oh, I felt good. That big bang, and then him <gasps> fall backwards. Felt good to felt kill good. a man. Very <laughs> different to Empire 
combat, ain't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You came out to after that, didn't you? You were like, Father, I just killed my first man. Yeah. That was very good. No, it felt good. And it looted him, and actually, I got something. I didn't know what it was, so I came over to you very quickly. OC was like, what's this? You were like, it's a bullet. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect representation of that of that conversation was, ooh. <laughs> ooh la la. <laughs> uh, how, how did your kind of excursion end? So our ex- excursion kind of came to an end when everyone else is... Everyone else came together after driving away the bandits. Oh, okay. A uh, few of the uh, White Rose gang got hit down because we were trying to get back up the hill and flank them. But because of the logic of them having rifles and shooting down at us, I believe Alicia went down, Kieran went down. We we all kind of went down. There's just my doctor kind of hunkered down behind a tree trying to get them to patch them up and just not going to get anywhere close. So it's just us hunkered down, waiting till everyone else comes to save us so I can uh, <laughs> start slicing and dicing and then bringing them back from the brink of death. I just love how people, even though there's no set rules and there's no set hits and you don't have to take the bullets, people generally do. Yeah, yeah, they're very honest. Or at least it. hunker down and hide from the bullets rather than just charge at the hill taking nothing. Yeah, and then it was it was back to town, wasn't it then? To kind of yeah. debrief. Discuss what happened. Yeah, because all three groups had kind of convened and we were stood in that little clearing next to where the hostage situation took place. And everyone was just kind of stood in the woods. And I was like, do you think maybe we should kind of head back to town now? We're kind of standing very vulnerably out in the open. Should we (laughs) kind of head off? It's one of those things like the tactical sense versus I want to squeeze every bit of the encounter out I possibly can. It's also funny because it was that I'm quite unfamiliar with that part of the woods. So I stood there being like, I don't know which way we're supposed to go. <laughs> um, yeah, I we ended up kind of clambering back to the fort and wandering back to town, didn't we, after that? Yeah, we were like, yeah. Ollie, can you lead us back, please? Yes. Oh, I think Sorry. it was then that me and Daisy set our first traps. <gasps> Ooh. I think I did too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course you were a trapper as well. So as, as trappers, we got uh, a trap traps to set, and they were basically consisted of glow sticks, so... Crew well, could see yeah, them at night. That was more for the evening, yeah. That was for the evening, yeah. And uh, ribbons, and the ribbon would be the trap itself. And then we set the traps out anywhere, really, in the woods, out, outskirts of town. Someone even set one up on the way into town. Um, so it was really funny walking back into town. Watch the traps! Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Did you set any traps over the weekend, Kerry? Yeah, just a few. Like, at one point, um, there was quite a wide bit that someone was trying to set up a trap, but... Um, the, the ribbon wasn't long enough, so I went and I was like, oh, yes, you need uh, extra help to make this trap. And I contributed one of my ribbons and we just made it a really long trap instead, like right near the fort. Um, and I put uh, one a little bit later on, sort of between the side of, uh, I don't know, what, it's, what was it called? Like, it's like the the community hall building, I think. Or the like, church. It's the, it's the church. The church. In, it's yeah. the church in the, um, yeah. I don't know, um, different names, whatever. It was the chapel slash community centre. Yeah, time, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I put um, one down in the sort of alleyway down the side of that as well later on in the evening. And I did a couple, but I don't really think that any of them really helped with anything. Yeah, mine didn't catch anything. So the dynamic was that crew would go around and leave a fizz rep. Um, I don't know if it would be a physical thing or just a note to say what you'd caught in the traps, but Cole Stoker, the most successful trapper in the States, caught. Fuck all. <laughs> well, Winifred Bloom's out of practice, so it's not that surprising. <laughs> At this point, so I remember last year at Flying Lad Nightmare, 
stuff was going sideways pretty early on. So we were like, right, we need to leave. And then we left and we basically, crew were like, you walk into these bushes and you find yourself back at these bushes, basically. But so we hate like, this town. Yeah, so it was like you would go down this path and the crew would be like, turn around, you end up being back where you started. And I kind of expected exactly the same thing to happen. And like loads of people came with us. I was like, oh, they're just going to take us here. And go like, you turn around. But then we fully went down through the fort, down to the bottom, and then we saw this strange mist in the distance. And again, mm. everyone's being very like, because you don't know it's supernatural. So everyone's just yeah. been like, it's just fog. Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, is that a forest fire? That looks like it's it's it's, it's coming from that area. We yeah. better be careful. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were led there from town. There was a couple, were they like trackers or, or something? They said they'd seen some weird mist. Mm. So then, yeah, we ran down to check it out. And, oh, fuck, it was eerie. I think I set a trap down there as well. I was, you I was did set it. a trap and you got oily to bless it. Oh, yeah. The, the priests could bless traps with their own blue ribbon. That was, I guess, gave it more luck, but... Um, that trap so they, more powerful, it was it? they trapped we learned this later but it was to trap vampires blue ones oh, were trap okay. vampires oh nice well I didn't catch any um, but yeah it was like an ominous kind of it was almost like a bit of a valley wasn't it it was kind of risen on both yeah, sides yeah 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 yeah. and then in the basin of it there was just this fog and then as we got closer these figures started to slowly meander out oh. of the fog with like their heads bowed before that happened a few of us went into the mists Oh, did you? Yeah, so a few of us went into the mist and then a crew member came up to us and put their hands on our shoulders and said, you feel an intense fear yeah, that grips you. You are terrified and then you sprint, you get disoriented and you find yourself back outside the mist again. Uh, so a few of us did that and I, like, I did it and people were like, oh, father, you're just being silly. Yeah, you did it as well, didn't you, Chloe? Yeah, I did. And then you run out and you're like, oh, I, I can't explain it. And then, yeah, these figures start coming out of the, the mist. So that's why I was at the front. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to be, like, scared. <laughs> Although, I, to be fair, I actually kind of was when they started walking out. Um, I can't remember. Because they started getting closer and closer. Was it you who fired the first shot? I did. Sergeant Cole? I fired the first and most of them, and I kept getting shit for shooting. Cause... Oh, yeah, you went trigger happy. You shot well, five. I mean, I, I killed my first guy. That's it. I had the bloodlust at this point. I was ready. And I did say, you know, a warning. I was like, stand back. Um, you know, if you keep coming forward, I'm going to fire. Yeah. Well, once I noticed that they were coming out of the stupid when shot, I was like, hmm, what if I gave them a bonk on the noggin? Yeah, so we started, like, I was talking, there's a guy I'm friends with um, who um, was uh, chatting to me afterwards because I got the butt of my rifle. I was like, I'm sorry, friend. And I cracked him on the nose of my rifle. I was like, you broke my bloody nose. And they, yeah, they all start coming around and be like, what's going on? Where am I? Really yeah. grumpy. Still don't like being punched in the noggin, yeah. but less hostile than the ones oh. that got shot. <laughs> I just kept shooting. I gave them fair warning. Anyway, I started blessing. They're actually more hostile than the ones that got shot because the ones that got shot died <laughs> well one guy i shot him and he went down yeah and at this point i was like right i'm gonna stop shooting people now because clearly if they get hit they're now compass mentors we just need to bonk them on the head but the guy that i shot who went down went down to his knees and pulled his gun and i was like oh. your gun!" and then he straightened out so i shot him again and then he was dead and then again stop shooting but i was like no I'm just i did start shooting. patching up the ones you kind of uh, <laughs> just following me around yeah, yeah. You, following the trail of blood you as the mist started to like move forward obviously everyone was kind of backing off 
But I'd committed to helping this one girl. I can't remember who she was. But I'd committed to helping this one girl come out of the mist. So we, the mist was slowly coming, creeping up on us. I was like, right, can you stand? Can you? And like, got her up and helping her and whatever. And then more and more people started coming out of the mist, and we were just slowly falling behind the mist line. So I was like, no, we need to go. We need to go. And then we ended up going up on the bank and around because there was just people stood in the way. And I'm like, we can't get past. So we kind of gone up and around. And then I pointed at Phyllis and I was like, you see that lady there? I was like, go to her. She'll help you. She'll patch you up. She she can, she's a medicine lady. She'll, you go that way. And I was just stood there like, what had kind of happened? Because I hadn't seen you shooting or I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen Morgan crack that person on the head. Like I hadn't seen any of this because I was too busy having this interaction with this girl. So I still didn't really know what was happening, apart from I knew that I was scared of this fog, mm. and it was get and it was migrating further and further up the valley, and I was like, <laughs> it was crazy. It was it was very very effective. It was real cool. Yeah, I did start asking them like, where have you come from? Like just wandering around the forest, and I'm like, well, I come from a town eight miles back. What I come about a town twenty miles back. Some came all the way from forty miles. So this fog had been travelling a long distance. I I spoke to someone who'd come out of the fog and they said that they'd been travelling and it was like 10 miles away and the other side of town in the other direction and then they'd come out at this part and they were like, what? This is Liberty Falls? What? (laughs) What do you mean this is Liberty Falls? Yeah, it was really spooky. Mm. I think Was it you, Morgan, I turned around to and I was like, I think we should just sprint through the fog, just forget the fear, sprint through and see what's on the other side. Was it you? I don't think it was me, no. They're like, you can carry on. <laughs> By like, all means, yeah, give it a go. You can do that, <laughs> but I'm going to stay this side. And I was like, I didn't say it was a good idea. I'm just saying, I reckon I could do it. Yeah. And well, so, someone said, was moaning about the leg, and they were like, who the fuck shot me? And Tom Belvedere just goes, oh, it was him, and points directly at me. I was like, fuck. So I put my head into my coat, like, <laughs> cheers, Belvedere. <laughs> That's so funny. Was that fine gentleman over there? <laughs> what a shot it was. <laughs> the one in the hat. The completely, completely dismantled your kneecap. <laughs> Cracking shot. Not going to get far with that, are you? I've got a tonic for that. <laughs> oh, God's sake. We work together, you see. Um, and then, yeah, so we all kind of got back to town. Mm-hmm. And then the next encounter... Someone came back to town and they were like, there's some weird cultists in red robes. We were like... What? Spooky. We need to go check them out. We think that we need to find out what's going on. So we wander out the woods, and and we we kind of head out, and we... They asked for... I love this, because they asked for priests specifically, and the French priests came, but they said, we're going to leave the box. We're not going to take the reliquary, because we might need to move at speed. Because Esme, the bride, had tried to rob the reliquary, they were now carrying it everywhere. Oh, no, we will take the reliquary. (laughs) So that was a fun little add-on to the trip. It was very so fun. We didn't know you guys were headed out. We had headed back to the tent because we wanted... Yeah, to... I don't know when you guys turned up because I remember seeing you yeah. later on. I was like, yeah. when did you... <laughs> so we were at a tent. We were at the camp because we went to get a drink and just grab a quick bite to eat because I was getting quite hungry. And... Um, uh, Chevy was like, oh, I think people are heading out. Like, I'll go see where they're going and come and let you know. We're like, cool, great, thank you. And then she just never came back. <laughs> so we sat there for a couple more oh, minutes no. and then we were like, it's really quiet. I think people have left. Yeah. So we wandered back in town. There was no one. We were like, oh, well, shit. So we just wandered off blindly into the woods 
And then we started hearing gunshots, ended up going the wrong way. So they had to double back on ourselves and kind of just follow the sound of the shots. We were like, oh, fuck. So we kind of got to this clearing and that's when everyone was shooting. We saw you, Morgan, just ducking and getting shot. We see these people in the rows. We were like, what the fuck yeah. is happening here? So we turned up to this clearing with a bunch of bodies, all wearing these red robes. And They're sleeping. Yeah, we were like, what's going on? You know, flipping them over. They all dead, like drained of the face, wounds. And like, God, what's going on? Horrible. And then one of them, the one I was looking at, kind of just goes, opens their eyes and goes, <laughs> and they're like, lunges up. And you're God. like, oh, no. <laughs> this was a mistake. Um, so we all start backing off. And again, everyone's like, oh, they're people. They've just gone a bit doolally because the Mr. Men doolally try and hit them and they just keep trying to attack. And then it's like a firefight. Guns yeah. firing, flashing everywhere. Um, I start to shakily pull out my cross and start saying the lord's prayer yeah they were kind of like the really it was like and it was this really fun moment for me because as i said father mcpherson had made an oath to never raise his gun to a person again and he was stood there with his rifle as these things were coming towards him like attacking people and being like i, I can't do it i can't do it the people the people i can't shoot them um and then it was uh quite a like so it was um father mcpherson's friends partner who in his eyes had caused all the problems in the first place she was getting attacked by one of the ghouls and the ghoul attacking her was the first person he'd ever shot mm. since he'd sworn not to do it because he was like these aren't people and bang shot one um and like had a moment with blackjack i was like i swore i would never shoot another person again but these things these things are people and it's like a full-on firefight rifle I, my rifle's done so i've like i haven't got anything else though because i'm i might I've, I've yet to get my handgun back loading like loading my rifle bang firing as we run back through the woods and then they just won't go down like yeah. shot after shot after shot after shot and then yeah like you say you get to the clearing as we're all like running what away what the fuck is happening yeah. just everything's <laughs> screaming and running it and was yeah it was when i used my first get off me token that yeah day. Uh, we took some of them down but they went down for about 20 seconds and then started oh, getting back up again straight back up again as we turned up to the clearing obviously we saw Someone on the floor in the red robe and one of the priests shooting them. I think it was one of the French ones. And we were like, what the hell's happening? And then one of them sprinted at us kind of like from the side. So we could see you, Morgan, and Oily kind of, because we come up this way. We could see you up towards like the left, top left corner. And then there was the little bushes here. And they, this person in the red robe sprinted from in front of us from the side. We were like, fuck. So... Me and you, Alex, we were both like shooting them. Yeah. You were reloading while I was covering, and then I tried. I needed to then reload, but everyone has started to like sprint away at this point, and I was like, I need to reload my gun. I'm new. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I remember there's a point where when we first rocked up, I didn't know if the guys in the rows were good or bad because I could only see two, and they were facing away from me. So I was like, I'm not going to start shooting. And there was quite a few trees as well, so it was all quite confusing. And then I got a little bit closer, and one just turned around and. <laughs> I was like, it's a bad guy. Just, like, just firing like crazy. I think I fell over at one point. Oily was blessing me. He had his uh, black yeah, jack and his hand on my yeah. shoulder to bless my bullets. So, uh, yeah, they did more damage. Um, it was absolute pandemonium. And I, I was, like, thrilled to be there. Like, it was the energy oh. when you're there. It doesn't feel like a bunch of people LARPing. In, in silly know? costumes like, and makeup, you're like, yeah. I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then, yeah, we just had to start running, eh? 
Yeah. Because they yeah. were not staying down. You were fucking taking your time running back up that hill, though, because there was one point where most of us got back to the fort, and I was trying to shut the gate. Fuck it. Don't care who's out there. But Father McPherson's hauling it open. I like... was hot. You were on the floor getting, like, ripped apart, and yeah. I was holding the gate open. Like, so... I ain't, we ain't closing this. Yeah, so we were, we were one of the last ones, because everyone has started running off but they were still chasing us so we were at the back holding them off whilst everyone else ran away mm. and then as we were going up that really slippy steep hill to get to the fort there's like a little bush and you can go around it i'd gone around because i think in my head it was like the safer option because it wasn't as slippy and one of them came up i didn't realize how close it actually was behind me mm. um and I saw them go straight up and I was like, fuck. So I'm a little bit surrounded here. And then I could hear another one running through the bush. And I was like, shit, shit, shit. So I'm just stood kind of behind this bush in this little crescent next to them. And I was like, I'm just going to have to run and hope. I'm just going to have to run and hope. So I sprinted and the one that was up in front of me, like, grabbed me and, like, tackled me to the ground. And there was just, like, two mauling at me. And... Oh, so I saw this because I was just in front of uh, Chloe, and I turned around to shoot and click. I'd used oh. all six, and I knew I had to reload to do anything. But because there was two on Chloe, and you forgot about get off me. Yeah. So for anyone who's up into Twilight, forget get off me tokens, so you can say get off me a certain amount of times, and then once you're out, you're dead basically. But Chloe forgot because of the actual like adrenaline of the situation the just went fuck and screamed and fell to the ground that was so much fun though yeah so i turned around tried to shoot was out of bullets and then i thought well there's nothing i can do so i carried on running into the fort and then when i got into the fort belvedere and father mcpherson were there shutting the doors and then went to barricade it and as i'm reloading i was like don't barricade that door i'm going back out there to get uh lola so i put bullets in and that's when you were holding the door open um, as she was running back and she ran back in, got through, we shut the gates, barricaded it, and then these cultists were just <laughs> screaming, banging at the gates. Just so, before um, you got uh, got back, I was literally pulling the back of Father McPherson's jacket to get him back in. It's like, fuck her. Save <laughs> ourselves. We can't keep the gate open any longer. Yeah. Such a selfish bastard. <laughs> but oh, that was so much fun role-playing because, like, as they were, like, mauling at me on the floor, like, I was on my front, like, crawling through the mud. Like, I had so much dirt under my nails. Like, it was all on my face. Like, you should have seen, like, my collars and stuff after. Like, I would... It, honestly, it wasn't, like... You know, with Empire, obviously, it is very, like, non physical like sort of combat this was just really intense like mm. i actually felt so scared but in such a cool way i was like this yeah, is yeah, yeah. unreal uh, whoever the kind of main guy leading the um excursion was oh, he come past and i was like okay so what happens now like am i dead like well, i've not been to isle up before so i don't know how it works and he was like oh so are you out of get off me tokens i was like fuck i completely <laughs> forgot i had those he was like, oh, how many have you got? I was like, I've got all of them. I was like, I've got six. He's like, right, okay, well, he's like, well, give me two. We'll rip them up, call it quits, and we'll we'll let you go. He's like, we'll get you a bit bloodied, and we'll just, we'll, we'll go from there. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, I completely forgot I had them. So it was like, I, I stood up, started, I was already out of breath from screaming and crawling from my life. That hill's so, also a bastard. Oh, I know. Ugh. So I've like struggled up this hill 
comes sprinting through the gate. I saw you all close it and I just collapsed on the floor, mm. like wheezing. Like, <gasps> Honestly, like, seeing you run up that hill and knowing that you were okay was like, oh, thank fuck for that. I don't have to go back out there now. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the most fun. Like that encounter was probably the most fun I've ever had at LARP. Yeah, so good. You running up that hill gave me pretty much the Frodo vibes when he's running from the uh, Nazgul when he first sees it and jumps onto the barge. Yeah. Just gets away. Oh, Oh, I forgot to say as well, sorry. Yeah, it's that same person who had been the problem, you know, uh, Penny, uh, the person I'd hassled in the bar. Yeah. Um, They'd got left behind because they were getting mauled. And I don't know about this. I think they too forgot about me getting off me tokens, but I'm not sure. But basically, we were marching back, and I turned to Isaac, and I was like, uh, everything in my body is telling me to leave her there to die, which tells me we should probably go back and get her. But as we turned to go, they're just piled yeah. towards us, and they're yeah. like, can't get past And they were relentless, and they were really fucking moving. Yeah. They, they, you know, they were sprinting. But then eventually, Penny did manage to get back, so I was like, oh, it's fine. Just so, like- Kerry... Whilst we're all dying bloodily and horribly, how's life in town? I have literally no idea. I can't remember at all. Oh, no. I, I don't know. Well, that also I'd... sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so at this point, we'd realised something pretty weird was going on. <laughs> Everything wasn't poggers anymore in the Un- town. Undead were... I know a phrase is dead when Tom starts saying it. <laughs> I need a list of words. <laughs> It's, um, it's the style at the time. We got back to town at this point. We were kind of like, well, something weird's going on. I was having a massive mental breakdown. I like started shaking with my hands, saying we're all going to die and playing into that factor. Yeah. At that point, it felt like hope was leaving. Because I think these ghouls or thralls were a bit tougher than uh, the ones we fought later because they started getting back up. Yeah. Like, oh, God, they're not dying. They're coming back from the dead. Everything's Fucked. I think that mm. was actually the moment where oh no, so I had some really good RP when I got back actually. So um I was, you know, I came into um A bucket. The... A bucket. Oh <laughs> I was like, no one say anything. <laughs> Just let him come. <laughs> oh Tom. It didn't even occur to me. Nope, neither did I. No. I'm gonna keep that in, I'm gonna put an echo on it and then <laughs> And then crickets. Yeah, I think you should. Maybe you should put in the that, sound that you just made. Uh, maybe put in that famous <laughs> piece of music, four minutes and 32 seconds of silence. <laughs> <laughs> and the occasional... <laughs> <laughs> um, so I arrive back to town, I go to the community centre, and there are a few people in there that I'm kind of checking in on. Because um, um, I go up to Penny, Bella's character, and say, um, how is she doing? And she's like, fine, no thanks to you. Um, and she'd been informed at this point who I was. Because the night before when I hassled her in the bar, she had no idea who oh, I was. Oh, yeah, I forgot about your yeah. beef. She had no idea who I was. And she said, fine, no thanks to you. And I absolutely, I was like, what the, and I turned to like, turned to Isaac, turned to Jesse. like, do you remember what I said? Tell her what I said. I wanted to go back for you. None of these did. And she just kind of scoffed. And I went to walk away. She goes, oh, yeah, run away like you always do. Ooh, drama. And she was just stood there in the street. And it was just really funny. It was like I fucking turned around. And another thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, and just uh, like was kind of like absolutely sick of this. You're the one. It was always you that gets into trouble. It's always you that's people going to risk people's lives. Had a really nice, like, really nice little argument in the yeah. saloon. Uh, and then like went away. And she said something else as I've marched off. I was like, 
I'm going to kill this woman. Um, <laughs> and at one point, I was walking past the, the community center. She was scowling at me, but I was like out of character. I was out of character. And she was like, and I was kind of like, you're okay? She was like, yeah, really good. Really good. <laughs> I, like, I love that. Awesome. I love little check-ins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as well, it was like later on when you were like sort of like burying the hatchet or whatever outside like the White Rose camp with them. And I come over and I'm like about to tell you like, I don't know, like some skirmishy stuff is going on. Um, and you guys are like, one minute, we're having a really important story. And for a minute there, I was like, wait, is this like an OC? Or like, should, should I leave? Or should, oh no, this is a white rose. Thing. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I can I can join in with this. It's all RP. This it's is fine. fine. <laughs> this is okay. Um, and then the one thing I can't remember. So I know there was, there was three encounters that all went out. So we were approached in town uh, by a couple of people who'd heard rumor that there were witches practicing witchcraft and other satanic things uh, in the woods. And we needed to go check it out to see exactly what was going on. Uh, so we went on a little stroll down and we came across this cabin um, that was surrounded by a little bit of a swampy area. And there were steps up to the cabin. And just in the cabin windows, you could see just some faint light. Um, so we slowly approached up the stairs. We decided to put the priests in front um, so they could counteract any evil. And then we followed in shortly after with guns. And uh, the door swung open. And inside there were these um, two... Uh, Dutch couple. Oh, inside was the Dutch couple. Had we met the Dutch couple at this point? No. Um, and basically they were stood next to a table which had a pentagram on it. I don't know how they're making that up or not. It had something yeah, on it. And, and it had like candles and there was a skull and like other witchcrafty type stuff. Um, and then the priests decided to have a bit of a conversation with them to see what they were up to. And I actually left at that point because I got a bit claustrophobic, so I don't know what they actually said. I hadn't made it in. I was just stood outside, wasn't I? You came out the door and just stood with me, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm just going to wait to find out. Yeah. I was... Is this that little cabin near the fort? Yes, it's nearish the fort, but... It's by a river. Oh, yeah. so not the one where the dwarf couple were staying at second breakfast. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Love uh, those cottaging dwarves. It's um, over a little pond... Like yeah, it's bridge, kind of like a, yeah, there's a bridge and there's a swampy area. Um, but I eavesdropped in a little bit and basically heard something along the lines of they were here to help. There's evil going on in town and they're trying to prevent it uh, from happening. And they also had some readables, these little pamphlets, which outlined different evil creatures, evil, uh, there was ghouls, vampires, lesser vampires, Elder vampires, whatever they were called. Oh, so that's where all those bits yeah. of information came from. So, yeah, we gathered up that information, decided that we'd bring them back to town with us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just kind of go from there. So then that was pretty much our excursion, heading back to town with this information that we we're ready to share with everybody. How did it go with you guys? Well, if this is the one that I'm thinking of... Um, I just remember retreating from it and being like shouting at Wyatt to like cat keep up. We need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. And then getting past like the fort area and then realizing they weren't behind me anymore. Got back in town, saw Phyllis, and I was like, "Your husband's gone. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know where Wyatt is. Have you seen Wyatt?" And Phyllis was like, "Oh well, it's a good thing you agreed to marry me." And I was like, "What, Phyllis?" <laughs> so I ran back and um, it was basically like a, an OC reason that. Um, why it sort of stayed behind a little bit. Um, but I pretended to like drag them back into town. I think got a quite nice photograph of that. Oh, yeah. I, I think that was that bit. And that's the point where my character started to like really start to take things seriously. Then yeah. reading through all the publications about all the different types of vampires and be like, wait, we can't just shoot them. <laughs> what? We were led into the forest by this famous wolf hunter 
played by the guy who played Killy in the previous nights. I can't remember the wolf hunter's name, but he did a grand job at this one as well. He, he, this man nearly licked some dead man's fingers, which Crazy. is a fungus that grows from woods. Not like actual dead man's fingers, like a fungus that grows. Don't lick dead man's fingers. Like he went down to a log to pretend to lick it, and like my friend next to me. Oh, like OC. Yeah, OC, like, my friend next to me was like, don't lick those. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's not going to go very well for you. Oh my God. Um, but sorry, yeah, we were led by this. But yeah, going to the woods. We hear some rustling in the trees. Ooh, is it some wolves? No, it turns out it's ghouls and they're charging straight at us. Yeah. So it's not just uh, a... So that's like, what we were running from. A slow retreat as they mumble towards us. It's literally a sprint back to the fort. Yeah, where, up like, that last hill time, oh, That fucking hill is the worst enemy of Ilop. Uh, whilst we could uh, kind of pretend to board up the gates of the fortress before, they just burst straight through yeah. this time. And we charge back to town. As we have a couple of minutes before they arrive, we start setting up the traditional ILARP nightmare firing line. Yeah, he's like, right, get the pallets, line them up. I think this is where Isaac set a trap between two trees and, like, goaded a ghoul to, like, follow him through the trap as well, yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. Everyone started working together. I think the re- your excursions had got back, so everyone started to form a firing line. We actually used strategy and teamwork at this mm. point because you got the t- the priests hauling out their crosses and saying their prayers, using the holy water to weaken the ghouls and hold them back, whilst everyone else in the town is uh, peppering them with fire. Yeah, Traps I got pretty good combat down. in getting in front with my sword as well, like diving in and out and making sure not to no. get too close, but... Look at us. running away. We did teamwork, we guys. Did, we did a teamwork. So, we must have been quite long with ours because yeah. yeah, when we were. got to the town, there was the barricade. We were like, whoa, what the fuck's happened here? Mm. Yeah. But we weren't there to see the barricade go up. We were I like, think, what's happened? I think the werewolf encounter came back, barricade went up. You guys got back and then we got back because you had the literature and we got back. Mm. Yeah. Um, Maybe I was with the werewolf hunt then because I just remember retreating. I think you were. But I, I, I helped set up the barricade. Oh, yeah, no, because yeah, you, you were with us. Phyllis. You were with. No, oh, no was, I wasn't uh, with Phyllis. Phyllis was in town when in I got In which case, back. no, you came with us. Yeah, you were okay. with Yeah. But we. Um, yeah, I do remember that. It was mostly just ghouls, right? It was like. Yeah, yeah, like it wasn't, you know, anything like crazy SFX wise or anything. I think there was another great moment now with Isaac and Jesse where. So I think I'd said that um, Johnny had dropped his gun off in front of the saloon door before yeah. he left. And there was the greatest moment with, a really good moment with uh, Isaac and Jesse. And they were like, right. Oh, God, no, that was it. Ash, a character, had come up to me, basically like, can I have a word with you? Because at this point, she wasn't sure who I was. It was like, people keep telling me you're Johnny. But you don't look like Johnny. You don't seem like Johnny. And I had this moment. And I was like, no, no, you must be getting confused. But then we go back to camp and Ash was there. And I was, and, you know, I was talking. She was like, why did you leave? Because Jesse and Isaac were like, you need to talk to her. She needs to know what happened. And I stand there and she's like, why did you leave? And I was like, life wasn't good for me. I couldn't do it. She's like, well, why did you let me stay? And I was just like, I had to go. And then Isaac turns to turns to Adam and he goes, I know you've left, left this life behind. I know you're a different man now. But I think we need Johnny O'Hare back. And he pulls out. My six shooter. Nice. I think this must have been around hands. the time when I came mm. over. Yeah. I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you appeared, your hands are over, and I'm looking at the gun, and I just turn to Ash and I say, I killed a kid. Five years ago, I killed a kid in cold blood, and I couldn't forgive myself and I had to leave. 
and that's why I left. But and I grabbed the gun. I'm not going to kill for bad anymore. Um, it was just a really cool kind of moment. Mm. So Ash kind of had like a moment. I was like, and I'm, I know we need Johnny now. Um, it was just a very like a very cool, mm. uh, intense role play moment. I felt yeah. like there was a bit of a vibe because I think that was shortly be- after. Well, shortly before I gave you the leaflet yeah. to read this. Yeah. So it was kind of like someone like stopping you in the street to give you a pamphlet. You were like, not now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to read this like, about vampires? Uh, I think maybe I was coming to get you for that little meeting where we discussed all the different types of vampires yes, with Hector were, as well. Yeah. That might have been why I was coming, yeah. But it's just a very cool kind of, and that kind of punctuated a switch for my role mm. play that weekend then. I went from being, making sure everyone's all right, checking in, Mm. doing information protecting doing as little violence as possible and then very much from that point onwards like the priest started to leave and the gunslinger started to come back yeah like i started to shift towards a very different kind of personality and that was just really good um that was a really good role play moment for me see it was Mm. in this part of the game that i went off and had my little started to have my little character switch like you know what i've been a sleazy con artist for too long I'm going to go back to my priestly roots and what I was originally trained to do. Heal people in their churches and be a good doctor. So what, you, you did an opposite. Yeah, switch. I did an opposite. Like, I'm going to go back to be a preacher. I'm going to help people in churches recover. So I just get on my knees and start praying in church. Like, God, please forgive me for all I've done. If you give me the power to save these people and survive, I will go back to the life I lived I will not sell my cures for a quick buck. I will generally try and help people yeah. and save them and live the best life I can. I kind of hard to do that with the silly silliness also going on in the church at the same time. Yeah. But I it was a it was a private moment. It was like no one there. I was just praying to myself. I look back over those little moments. It makes the tragedy of the weekend all the worse. But it was like when I came back from the first ghoul fight that we did and I just shot someone for the first time, I literally went into the chapel, threw my guns on the floor and just sat and prayed. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like yeah. five minutes. Um, God, can Lot make atheists and agnostics pray? I know, just sat there, just kind of like holding my holy symbol, kind of gun on the floor, like, you know, what have I done? Um, but yeah, it was really fun, again, to have that kind of character switch and it changed more and more as the weekend went over. So after your encounter with the Dutch folk, you... They, they they came back to town with you, I'm guessing. Yeah, we like semi hostages, but not like, like <laughs> they didn't have a choice. But yeah, we brought them back because um, I believe you were circular, circulating all the literature, and everyone was just barraging them with questions. Yeah, and at this point, it's what two o'clock? Yeah, yeah probably two, around then. Yeah, sun's getting dimmer. It's getting towards night time. Night time. It's not that dark yet, though, because when we did the wood um, gathering, that was still light. I think it was yeah, gathering. maybe, but it, yeah. was, it was definitely still... In the, with it being winter, 2.30 is already light. Yeah, it's starting to like cloud over. It's the sun's tinged, low. Yeah. yeah. And they get this guy who stands on a stool in the middle of town. So this guy stands up, and this Dutch couple, this guy, he's standing there, he's like, me and my wife are members of an order called the Order of St. Giles. There are two parts of this faction... There is the essentially the faith militant. They're kind of soldiers, if you like, who fight vampires. And there are them, the the academics who swear um, a oath of pacifism. Um, and they had heard that the vampires had come to where we were, so they came to hunt them down. Fortunately, the soldiers got killed. 
And so what they did was they raised a mist around the valley to trap us in with the vampires. Boy, that went down like a yeah. lead balloon. With, I remember Heckle's <laughs> like, you've doomed us all, you fucking bastards. Um, and it was just kind of like, okay, cool. And then they were talking about, we have two associates that you might have met, uh, a Hector and a Lucy Lou. You mean the regular human bartender, Hector? Yeah. So I, at this point, I'm like, Hmm. Mm. Ah. The windows have been closed in the tavern all day. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Every time they were opened, someone would close them again. And you're like, hmm. So I walk into the bar and Ollie's already there. And I go to the bar and I look at Hector. And I'm like, is there something you've not been telling us? Um, and he kind of looks up. He's giving this look. Because Ollie, I think, I think I interrupted the conversation he was having with Ollie. And I was just like, Something you've not been telling us. And it's like, yeah. I was like, you're a vampire. Um, and there was just this kind of moment. He was like, yeah. And then from there, he kind of became our information point, I guess, for the rest of the weekend. Mm. Yeah. But I think maybe we'll save any interactions we had with him until next week. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Other than the fact that those crazy French priests burnt down the poor witch hunter's house. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. yeah. Um, right. So that leaves us uh, for uh, this week. Um, I thought I'd read out a few comments that we'd had um, over the last few weeks because yeah. we found a bunch of stuff that I'd not been able to see before. <laughs> um, People actually like us. So we'll read, Thanks, through, read through some comments. Uh, we have a comment from... Ivory. Uh, 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 Honestly, every episode of Hoist is so great, I never know if I should be happy when I get mentioned. <laughs> Uh, we also have, um, this pod is great. And there may be an article about the mithril man murder written by my dad, Ricardo Ooh. E. Requesa in the oath, right? For your reading pleasure that we didn't know who the Jack dudes were. We did. We didn't know. We didn't know about the Jack doors. Um, Ooh. so have you know, to rewrite the article. Yeah. Complete yeah. rewrite. I think, um, Retraction. and then. Uh, I've really enjoyed listening to this podcast and someone's saying that Broken Wheel isn't all about lying, apparently. So that's something we missed. Apparently some marchers were telling... No, some freeborn were telling the marchers that Matilda Fisher should be the throne. <laughs> I fucking wish I was there for that. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much. We love reading. Uh, you've enjoyed the podcast, so thanks for listening. Please do leave a comment, review, five stars. Um, tell your Everything friends. nice. Uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll be back next week to discuss more cowboy stuff. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>